0: and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty-gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, I'm joined with Merritt Moore. Hi, Merritt. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm really excited about this episode and to talk to you about your journey and everything, just because I find it really fascinating and I think the listeners will enjoy hearing your story. Um, let's start off with a quick fire round. So yeah. to start off, how old are you? I'm 34. 34 and where are you currently that can be like what you're doing any projects you're working on like what like city you're in anything whatever that I'm question is
1: Chicago on mm-hmm. a flight to Bucharest tonight
0: crazy I'll be
1: doing a robot dance there for a couple of days then I fly to LA for two weeks to mm-hmm. work on another robot dance there then mm-hmm. possibly fly to Mexico and then fly back to Dubai
0: wow so it's as constantly, yeah. constantly traveling I feel like I see that a lot like on your Instagram um yeah will be I will ask you later on like kind of how you how you find I guess some sort of normality within that all because I can imagine mm-hmm. finding that was a little bit difficult um and what points you like did you wear or if you're still wearing them like what are you wearing
1: I've for I've been an alpha block girl okay for- mm-hmm. I don't know. It just the three quarter shank works well, and then because I travel so much, I've really tried other type of shoes. Um, And and so I'm I've I've just recently tried these Merlet. Like i Mm -hmm. it's French, so I am gonna Mm -hmm. pronounce it terrible. But I think they're like three quarter shank, but got that Gainer minden vibe to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm exploring. Nice. Yeah. There's also great company. Oh, dear friends, who create three D printed point shoes? They're based in Spain. Oh, and okay. okay.
0: Levalle. Oh no, I haven't heard of them. I was thinking yeah. of Act Points. Have you heard of Act
1: Points? I haven't. No. Um,
0: really recommend checking them out. They've created a. It's completely like it's so hard, it's hard to explain because it's completely new. Um, like no other point shoe is done kind of is like it. Hmm. Um, yeah, they're called Actable on Instagram. And, yeah, they're really interesting. I interviewed the starter, um, Sophia, who started the company. So, yeah, it's a very interesting company.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. and it's all sustainable, like sustainability is such a big thing and making like the point shoe last longer and have it just like with the same technology that we're bringing into like what we're seeing in like footwear in sports, um, but into ballet, which is very fascinating. It's Um, needed yes it exactly yeah. it is yeah it does need a rebound like every
1: um, every friend who's not a dancer when they find out the cost of each shoe and the how long it lasts they're like how like now, <laughs> they're just like why it doesn't make sense no it, does, it
0: literally doesn't make any sense um and so what is your favorite choreography that you've seen or performed or i just
1: oh, i mean i love Forsyth. yeah i just mm-hmm. he's very smart dude the way he mm. does the musicality and the dynamics, there's a lot of smart thought behind. It's just, he's just smart. <laughs> like, yeah. I just. It's just, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah.
0: It's lovely to watch. Um, I haven't danced any of his, any of Forsyth's work, but I, every time I go see it and I'm going to see EMB do their mm. double bill, like it's like 12th
1: of November. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Actually, my first piece mm-hmm. that I performed on stage that I was being paid for mm-hmm. was Artifact. Oh, it's nice. like historic ballet, mm-hmm. and it's crazy hard to like. It's just crazy to count.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like
1: in threes and nines and twelves and eights. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and so I was having a slight panic. Like I was just yeah. like, oh my god, I'm, yeah. gonna, <laughs> I'm being paid to do this. I'm going to mess it up for everyone. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it turned out okay. Turned out okay.
0: That's good. That's good. That was it's Stress. It sounds stressful. <laughs> um. And what is your favorite leotard?
1: Oh, Mal Maldeer. Yep, Maldeer. I don't know. <gasps> I just got Stunning. to myself. I haven't got to myself a new leotard for like a decade, literally. Oh God, because <laughs> I know because I keep thinking it's my last performance. It's the last year I'm dancing. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that to myself for probably like 15 years. But so the first <laughs> 10 years, I was like, why would I buy a new leotard mm-hmm. if I it's gonna if I'm just gonna throw it out? Mm. But then this year, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I literally yourself. can't. I was taking class with Boston Valley and Royal and I was like, I ju- mm. I can't show up in my like they're, they're literally no. have old enough. <laughs> I can't do uh, this. Mm.
0: I mean Maudi is beautiful, like their stuff is beautiful. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I love, I love artistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and what is your favorite food?
1: Ooh, I like like watermelon, I like Snickers. Mm-hmm. It's the same, like, I don't know. I can Everything. eat that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it
1: like 7-Eleven I go back to my college days 7 11 plushies, like it makes you feel Seven, like you're you rotting inside mm. it's a nostalgic value to yeah and sometimes that's like
0: important to have like we will have a bit of nostalgia in our food with our food <laughs> even um, if it destroys you yeah you know it's not every not all the time <laughs> it's okay um talking about like going into your journey when did you start dancing and how did you get into it and what did that kind of look like because then like going to I had a brief look at like you're about that was on your website and kind of Mm -hmm. looking at like the way you know like doing your degree and then like working with this company and kind of so before that happened that you're studying and you're training and your professional ballet training what did they that look like essentially growing up
1: it so I, I never thought I would make it as a professional ballet dancer so mm. I had like the full story is like I had started gymnastics now I think I was like 11 and I did it for two years and then I went into dance because like my body just was not built for the artistic gymnastics where you have to like tumble. Like I just kept killing myself. Um, yeah, I was like wrapped up like a mummy and <laughs> loving it so much, but mm. it just wasn't working. So then went into dance and it was kind of a bribe. I was mm. trying to find something new. And my mom was like, I, "I like, she was a double black belt in karate. So I wanted to do karate, but she was worried about me starting too young in karate. So she wanted me to dance for like six months mm-hmm. just to fix my posture. And I think we had this arrangement, like I could get my ears pierced if I danced for six months. Love it. Like, it was some sort of bribe yeah. kind of situation. Um, and I was like, there is no way I'm going to be in pink tights and pink light. Like it just mm-hmm. ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I entered it and I was like, oh, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> you mm. know, but didn't want to admit it. Yeah. Um, And then my parents were like, "Okay, you don't have to do it anymore." And I was like, "Mm, "I actually want to stick with it." And they're like, "That's not part of the plan." Like they (laughs) didn't. They
2: weren't expecting that. Like it, right? (laughs) They're like, "You're
1: not supposed to like this." Uh, Um, Also, because like every like just for a number, yeah, for so many reasons. I think my dad was like, "I." He didn't like the idea that you're in front of him as a teenage mm -hmm. girl. You're in front of the mirror a lot. mm I think my you know, and they were very much wanting me to go to college. Mm-hmm. I was just more competitive. They're like, every girl dances. Yeah. You know, my mom was like, don't you want to do archery? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you'll have less competition there. But I just really like dance. So mm-hmm. I did that. And then I quit when I was 15 well, I, I because I was just like, actually, I don't think I like, I just felt like I was being it was like a cookie cut cookie cutter mm-hmm. and yeah I was like mm-hmm. why not just have a mannequin do this like I don't understand <laughs> right like I yeah. was like mm-hmm. I don't get it yeah. so I quit and I went to Italy I did school year abroad in Italy but there was oh, nice. an amazing teacher and I went to a town where I was like does it have dance in them? Mm. it said no and I was like great Google said no and I was like fantastic I'm going <laughs> to there but there was this amazing teacher and she just taught found the unique aspect of mm-hmm. Dan. like she remind, she was like no stop being perfect mm-hmm. or stop striving to be she was like because that's replaceable if you go to an audition and there's another girl that's like got perfect feet and legs like mm-hmm. you're just like you're going to be replaced like if you injure yourself you're just going to be replaced she was like mm-hmm. you have to come and bring something to the table that no one else can mm-hmm. like artistically yeah. she was just like that's she's like what can you bring to the table that no one else can and it, that made, you know, she was like every tondu is different. You, like I would just stand in fifth position. It's just like, I'm, I don't feel anything. Do it again. I was like, I'm literally just standing mm. She's Like, no, you,
0: you yeah, to stand do. there and
1: I better feel something. <laughs> so she brought so much feeling. Like anytime I did this posse, like she was just like, you know, sc- sc- every single thing I did, like from posse down to fit, had to have, like, have a feeling, intention, mm. meaning. Mm. And it made me love dance again
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so then I was sort of thinking You know, I did the Prix de Lausanne um but I didn't I was kind of I was too old for the schools because it was my senior year
0: mm-hmm. um, did you do the pre de Lausanne while you were studying like I
1: was in training high school
0: for it? okay yeah
1: so I was at a full-time academic high school Harvard okay. like it's super oh, academic yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: and But I I was doing it all. Yeah, I was doing it all after school. So I never, I didn't party. I didn't really socialize in high school. It was like Mm -hmm. dance and studying. Studying, yeah. Yeah. but then I didn't get in. So I had gotten accepted to Harvard. So I was, I went to Harvard, Mm -hmm. and I thought, you know what, I'm going to quit dance. But the minute I showed up, there were auditions for performances at Harvard, and it was doing like Twilight Tharps. Mm -hmm. Sinatra Suite that's pretty good for university to do like very yeah Yeah. and and Harvard at the time didn't have a department Mm -hmm. and that still to this day is the best I mean memory in my entire life Mm -hmm. then um also Heather Watts and Damien Wetzel who were principal dancers at New York City Ballet were in town because Damien was taking classes at business school Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so he was, um, so they were there and they taught us like Apollo and oh, wow. diamonds and like all of these Balanchine pieces. We had Alvin Ailey, like oh, there was so much performing mm-hmm. of amazing pieces that one, I had this incredible reel of performance footage mm-hmm. doing like pieces that principal dancers do at ballet companies mm-hmm. to like, yeah, it was just overall amazing. Um, and I I just improve so much more when I'm performing versus taking class Mm -hmm. because I'll I just give everything I've got during a performance and I'm kind of in class it's hard to get that motivation I'm like yeah I'll point my toe tomorrow (laughs) it's yeah it's a
0: different it's a completely different experience class than being on like performing Yeah. yeah
1: um so then my second year at Harvard I just felt like I was nineteen. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm already so old." That's how I felt because <laughs> I had heard that there's this like principal dancer at ABT who is principal at sixteen, Paloma Herrera. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm nineteen. I'm not even in the company." Yeah. So I just went crazy and I auditioned twenty five times to win companies.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And yeah, various companies around the world. Any break I had, and I was I had a full load of physics. That I was doing at Harvard, so it was mm-hmm. it was very intense. Yeah, but one the auditions, I felt like I was improving so much at an audition. Two, I was learning different styles because, like, I hadn't gone to a proper ballet school. So mm-hmm. at the auditions, I don't know they show moves but I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I and then I could look yeah. at the other dancers and be like, oh, how do you do this? So I was like mm-hmm. learning while three, you were in the classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I was in the class three, I also realized like, a I would perform differently in a studio and then perform way differently in audition because of the mm-hmm. nerves. Yep. And exactly. so yeah. it was just figuring out each time it was practice mm-hmm. on how to navigate the nerves. Yeah. And I would try different experiments. One is like, I would say, okay, Mary, you have to do this perfectly. And I would just, it would be the worst audition. Mm-hmm. And then other times I would like test out different strategies. I'd be like, okay, Mary, you have to fall.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: like. Cause I would get, so I was like, you know, you actually, it'll be great if you fall twice
2: mm-hmm. flat
1: on your, like, and so then I would really go for it and it'd be mm-hmm. a much better audition. Oh, so my. I would just like figure out tricks mm-hmm. for myself, or mm-hmm. I've noticed that I would get worried about what they're thinking. And so I'd be like, okay, you no, know, now for this audition, you have to give the director tons of energy, like really sympathize that they're sitting mm-hmm. there all mm-hmm. day and like what, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they don't take you, but at least yeah. Give energy, or give energy to the dancers around. I don't know. I was just yeah. playing around with different tricks. Have mm-hmm. a journal, and I just kind of was able to get better at performing my best in pressured situations. Anyways, yeah. long story short, mm-hmm. sorry, this is longest. No, no, no I love it. Yeah. I realize this is like, you know, dancers are listening to this, so mm-hmm. they'll understand a bit more. Um, I I got into Zurich Ballet, mm-hmm. you know, called up my parents. I was like, oh my God, I got into Zerg Ballet. Um, They're like, oh, I know we heard the bad news. They're <laughs> 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 like, how do we like make sure you get back to, you know, finish mm-hmm. your college degree.
2: <laughs>
1: but they were super, and the thing is that like, they were super supportive of me auditioning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like in crazy supportive. Mm-hmm. Because for them, and particularly my mom, she was like, look, it's such an amazing skill. If you have the power to fail and get back up, Mm-hmm. like you're invincible like mm-hmm. nothing can knock you down mm-hmm. so they were really like go audition yeah yeah like mm-hmm. go put yourself out there mm-hmm. never thinking i would make it mm-hmm. and then when i actually made it they're like oh <laughs> yeah actually
0: kind of good at this so like uh,
1: um, and they yeah. just see me like blood sweat and tears literally so they couldn't say no yeah Harvard was awesome like college was awesome because they are like yeah just email us they understand the importance of experiences so they're like yeah just email us when we um like when you when you want to come back Mm -hmm. and that's so great Uh, so yeah yeah. so then after one year I was a bit injured Mm -hmm. I didn't see myself staying at Cirque Ballet um and so I ended up going back to Harvard for a year quitting I was like I'm never going to dance again Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but there again there are performances at Harvard and then I was taking class at Boston Ballet and they needed a dancer for half a year Mm -hmm. and so I took half a year off to go dance with them and then went back to Harvard to quit and then there was another company Jose Mateo and then I was like okay I'm quitting and I went to do my PhD in physics and then I know English National Ballet had an opportunity to do Nutcracker and Swan Lake mm-hmm. and then I was like I'm quitting dance and then finished my PhD and then Norwegian uh, National Ballet happened so it's like yeah I don't know I've been trying to quit dance for like uh you know, <laughs> for like, 15, like 20 years <laughs> you've just been trying to get out of it and, and it's just me. like not letting you go I just accepted that. I was like okay I'm buying a leotard no,
0: exactly. Um, was it hard walking away from, like, your first contract in the sense that, you know, you've just come out of not walking away, but, like, like you said, you were injured mm. and you're having, like, if it, you know, it being your decision to leave and go back to Harvard, was that, like, difficult at all?
1: Um, I think it took some thought. Because mm-hmm. I remember in January, like, the director, he offered to extend my contract mm-hmm. and I had a meeting with him
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I like there are a number of things like also mm-hmm. I didn't like the way like for me it was my first experience in a ballet that's setting. What I mean yeah so I had never in my life mm-hmm. been yelled at mm-hmm. in that or in that way like I think it's very yeah. common in the ballet world
0: it's like, common in schools and I feel like you get like it's something that people adjust to
1: yeah you before company like, life. Adjust. like it's a different yeah yeah like no, no one not. at Harvard is ever yelling at anyone <laughs> me, no no. Like, what well, doesn't happen no. in
0: any other workplace yeah well, or really? like
1: my parents I mean yeah they've been upset once in a while but like they never mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. yelled at me like mm-hmm. in the and it, it wasn't I also understand, like, if there's, like, a, like, a real reason, like, it, it was just yelling for the yeah. sake of yelling, like, I just, <laughs> so there was that whole aspect mm-hmm. where, you know, I remember talking to the director and just being, like, look, I don't really like the way, like, the ballet master, like, I don't know.
0: You're not <laughs> like, vibing with this environment.
1: We're not, I'm, like, not vibing, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I think at that, I was also, like, I get, like, yeah, it's just not,
0: fight for right. me I like, yeah this is- no and that's yeah that's understandable I think
1: yeah and, and there's certain things where I was like you know I could go through it if I felt like I could but the, I also heard that the director was leaving in four years oh, so yeah. and it takes like that long in that company mm-hmm. to then become soloist so I was like if my you know like the dream would to go up in the ranks but mm-hmm. if he's then gonna leave like
0: it could completely change when the new person. It comes could
1: in. completely change. Yeah. And then, I oh, don't know, that's a lot of years to be going through, you know, yeah, for something that's uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't right. There are yeah. little, it, there, I mean, there's a number of reasons. But, yeah, of course. Um, I'm not expecting you to go through everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm happy to share those things, but mm-hmm. that, yeah. Um, but it wasn't that difficult.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was, I guess, like getting at is like in a position where, you know, you've done so many auditions um, mm-hmm. and kind of like how you felt going out of but But I guess in the sense, it may not feel that difficult when you actually feel like that's the right decision.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was getting a lot of pressure to, mm-hmm. I mean, also from parents and from physics advisors to go mm-hmm. back. To okay. Harvard. So like in Fair that enough. sense, yeah. I was actually getting yeah yeah so it just felt like there was a lot of momentum to go back
0: yeah but you also had something else that you loved I think a lot of dancers don't have that kind of well there's no bad uh, yeah. like a lot it's of dan- yeah
1: and that's what so I, mm. I definitely like my advice to dancers is always you know indulge in that second passion like just play like you just play around with it because mm-hmm. it gives you so much freedom and it lets you enjoy the dance more
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you sort of know that you also have a second passion that you'd be sweet yeah, and happy with. Mm-hmm. Like it's tough, like ballet world is tough. And when you are mm-hmm. injured, it sucks. Like that's it really the, sucks. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the injuries, that's, yeah, rough. Um, so kind of going through, you did briefly talk about that then like what happened after and like, you know, dipping in and out of going to Harvard and working with different companies. Um, was it EMB that was the last, oh, no, Norwegian National. After that, what has it been kind of like because I saw that you've now started doing, you know, performances with your robot? Have you been or mm-hmm. have you been like state like how – talk more about that because that's really fascinating and it's new and I've seen that it's been with a few like you were Boston Ballet doing it um and obviously that must have been a bit of like a full circle moment because you were dancing Mm -hmm. with the company a few years ago and then now you're actually like creating something with the dancers um yeah just talk about that for a bit for the people listening who have no idea what's going on
1: so so at Norwegian National Ballet, mm-hmm. when I was there, I was sort of starting to miss like the lab or that, that other side of mm-hmm. my life. And just by chance, a friend of a friend I'd met was like, oh, I work with robots. I was like, oh, really? Mm. Can I come hang out? Mm. So I started hanging out with this industrial robotic and it, it's like a It's called the Cobot. It's collaborative robot. It's sort of Mm -hmm. this six-jointed arm type of robot. It it doesn't look like a human. Um, And just started playing around with it, like, after rehearsals and in between performances. And just realizing, like, it's very fluid in the way that moves. And I was super curious. I then applied for a residency at Harvard Art Lab Mm -hmm. to explore movement with the robot. Mm-hmm. And and brought my friend Alice Williamson with me. And we created a piece. And then pandemic hit. And all of my what had been like dance gigs were canceled. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like walking around Hyde Park being like, you know what, with every weird challenge, there's always mm-hmm. an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then I was also thinking, I was like, hmm, you know what? It doesn't get COVID are robots. <laughs> Maybe I should start playing with a robot. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a long time to persuade the robot company to lend it to me. Okay. At first just two weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I started creating it was the time of Instagram reels. And so I was creating like mini dances with it. It mm-hmm. would go viral. Mm-hmm. And then um the robot company was like, oh okay, you can keep it for a little bit longer.
0: Oh, I love that. And
1: yeah. <laughs> and then to start creating more and more with it um and then like things just started happening like but it was months of me just playing with the robots like Mm -hmm. all day every day just Mm -hmm. creating content Mm -hmm. no one's paying me i'm just just doing it i'm just doing it Mm -hmm. i was like you know what i have this feeling about it let's just explore it yeah go Mm -hmm. and i started playing with it things were happening. Like a BBC thing wanted to feature it. Um, America's Got Talent reached out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just, then it was featured in Time, Financial Times. Like every like it just started growing. Just getting, yeah, wow. And then live performing happened. So I did it for a Forbes Women event in Abu Dhabi. Was, was did in they
0: invite you to do that?
1: Well, I kind of been connected with them because okay. I I'd spoken for them before mm-hmm. and I was in the country okay so that's how we kind of connected mm-hmm. and then did it in Germany and then mm-hmm. um where was the latest oh I was just oh yeah and then yeah Boston Ballet was having a tech event mm-hmm. and did it for them and then Harvard was the next day in front of Mark Zuckerberg and Priscilla, wow. and then Switzerland was that week and and then it just I don't know it's funny how oh, wow. <laughs> yeah and I was like, oh, we'll just keep like mm-hmm. yeah and I think I, I keep improving it and learning along the way and just, mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just taking it Ah, oh, then I'll be adjunct professor teaching a course at NYU Abu Dhabi
2: mm-hmm.
1: sort of on robotics, like robotics and creative practice so oh. you know we're going to experiment and be like oh if you want to make the robot paint or do play music or dance, yeah like
0: We'll that's really cool how to do
1: it yeah
0: I guess I mean like you know you t- if you f- I guess what would you call it like formatting it to dance in a sense
1: sorry like form-
0: like not formatting your well obviously it's not learning because it's not got a human <laughs> like it's not a human yeah, what yeah. would you call it you like
1: yeah kind of choreographing um, it chore- like-
0: yeah so it's able to do that
1: yeah yeah programming it yeah, programming
0: yeah. it that's the word I was looking for yeah. <laughs> um yeah no that's crazy does it feel like it's kind of all just happened quite quickly like how have you adjusted to I guess like going back to how you said you know you're going you've got a lot of traveling coming up in the next like few mm-hmm. weeks how have you like adjusted to the fact that you're kind of because it is, is it just you and this robot going yeah. around you know like your yeah. yeah have you adjusted to that kind of becoming I guess the norm I
1: don't know Yeah, and well before the pandemic I was traveling a lot and I okay I mean I've you, always yeah. so for me I mean as a kid it, mm-hmm. I've just always loved okay traveling so that mm-hmm. part it's very I think it might be overwhelming but mm-hmm. for some people but I find it very it's, it's very chill. Like as long as yeah. I can like spread out my, you mm-hmm. know, I've got like my facial serums and stuff. I was like, oh, oh you like, got everything. There's yeah. There's counter that I can spread that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then you're good. There's a gym. I've got mm-hmm. my sweats. Like, mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, I'm, it's very, I don't know, it's not due. There's sometimes when I'm like on the road nonstop for like mm-hmm. over a month or two mm-hmm. months, well, actually yeah mm-hmm. probably over two months that I get a little bit like oh yeah I just want to be home <laughs> yeah but other than that it's cool
0: oh that's good that's really good um has there been any challenges that have come along with I guess yeah going you know doing these performances um anything that's you like oh that was really hard or Anything like looking back or anything that you're like still working on with these?
1: I think the challenges, like the hardest part was in college when I was working in high school, when I was working so hard in both physics, like so sleep deprived doing physics and dance. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure I'd make it in either. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, years of hard work Mm -hmm. and not knowing if it's going to work out
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and everyone kind of saying like oh the fact that you're doing two things means that you might not make it in either Mm -hmm. you know like just making it in dance is hard enough just making the physics is hard but the fact that I was doing both I was like am I like shooting myself in both feet that I'll never make it in either Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so that part like the doubts and the Mm -hmm. after putting in and putting in so much work is like really, yeah, that's the hardest part, um, but I do think that, uh, I, I like how I resolve that for myself was the feeling of, look, I give it everything I've got, like mm-hmm. literally everything I've got. Mm-hmm. And like, if it doesn't work out, then later in life, I can like sit on a beach with a pina colada and be like, you know what? At least I gave it everything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have regret. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I think if I was half assing it, mm-hmm. later in life I'd be like, oh, that was a waste of time. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want to kick myself later being like, Mary, you actually, you could have been at every ballet class an hour earlier and an hour later, and really worked on it. And but you didn't. And so who knows if you would have made it? You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, because when you don't actually like, I say properly try, then you will never actually know. And I think a lot, it's a hard. Well, it's not really. I guess it just depends on the person. Um, I think very similar to how like to that analogy in the sense, um, like you said. So I relate to you know that aspect of it when you were dancing professionally in like with like in a ballet company um, in the sense of like being in the core and doing all that sort of stuff, um, how were you like also doing any sort of studying alongside?
1: So when I was at Zurich, I mm-hmm. would audit classes okay. at um, ETH. Mm-hmm. So I was taking quantum classes mm-hmm. and I mean, my day, it just helped me, to be honest, to mm-hmm. be doing a lot of things outside of it. So mm-hmm. I was doing that. I was having I had German classes tutor like, twice mm-hmm. a week. I was also taking hip hop classes in the evening. I took Pilates mm-hmm. and Gyrotonics during the day, or or in the evening. Um, so like my days were just packed from morning to night, mm-hmm. filled with you know various things from yeah. language to physics to. Mm -hmm. random things like hip-hop um and that just helps me stay sane and Mm -hmm. happy Mm -hmm. because yeah it was my first time being immersed in the ballet world to that extent yeah and I'd never experienced like the like the, the sometimes the mentality was like oh my god you're a horrible person to your core if you like messed up a move and I was just like like I it was mind-boggling <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and at first I was like super apologetic mm-hmm. and then I was like no like mm-hmm. right
0: yeah like why is this defining like who I am as
1: a person yeah like, like you can be like respectful yeah like, there's of no, course uh, like, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah there's I definitely a sw- switch in more. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, and I just saw like this ballet master was just like beating up jump, kind of yeah. like the people that were kind of you know submissive. And then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. But it's it, that being said, like you know, in most experiences I've had, like everyone's been super wonderful, and mm-hmm. it but does. I do you think happen, having things outside of your? Yeah, I think having things outside just keeps. It is a reminder of like right of like your worth and your independence and your Mm -hmm. uniqueness and all Mm -hmm. those things.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, big, um, advocate for that on the podcast because Mm -hmm. yeah, I think as well like once you've been injured and had quite a bad injury, that seems to come up as a lot as like a light bulb moment for a lot of dancers. Um, is yeah,
1: being injured is really hard.
0: Yeah, it's like oh my god, what am I doing? You feel like a
1: terrible person. Oh yeah, awful. You feel guilty. You feel, Mm -hmm. and also because it probably means someone then had you know a fellow dancer appear. You know, a Mm -hmm. you're getting paid, and so you just Mm -hmm. feel terrible. And then to you know someone else is going to have to take the brunt of what you can't do, and it's just all around not great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not a great experience. Um, did you feel support, like, did you feel like you had support when you were injured in your, like, professional career? Mm, you mean? Uh, as in, like, whether it be, like, rehab, mental or physical?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of the companies had rehab people and they mm-hmm. were amazing, like, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for them. Mm-hmm. Like at Norwegian National Ballet, they have them on the sides of the stage during the show. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. I like had an ankle thing, and so, like, in between Swan Lake, like every time oh I no.
0: <laughs> get in there,
1: like, whack out my foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. they were very helpful during that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, they... Like, there, there are a lot of things I've learned now
2: mm-hmm.
1: over the years. And so I'm, like, way less injured now mm-hmm. in my 30s than I was in my 20s. Um, yeah. Just because Is I'm there any particular, like, things that you think
0: have helped that?
1: Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. an amazing uh, woman, Michelle Gallagher. Sorry, mm-hmm. there's an ambulance going by. <laughs> so Welcome weird. to Chicago. So <laughs> there's um, a wonderful Michelle Gallagher. She's in London. Mm-hmm amazing so Mm -hmm. I just remember I used to go to the gym all the time Mm -hmm. like gym and like I just felt like you had super strong in everything Mm but I was so tight and wired that like everything was injured Mm -hmm. but she just really taught me the beauty of stretching not to extremes Mm -hmm. stretching so that your body feels safe and comfortable so that it just Warms up the idea of being in certain positions, and like I've improved so much from her, and yeah, so that solved 90% of my injuries Mm -hmm. was just smart training, yeah, and not just doing things for repetition. That was the main thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. It's interesting how, well, I just guess like over time you learn more about your body and what works for it and maybe what doesn't. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just like part of part of just going through your life, um, like working out what works to like not get injured. Um, because it's hard to yeah, when you don't know. Um I'm really interested to talk more about something that you've kind of done recently, which is having your eggs frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you talked about this a little bit like on Instagram or like you had yeah. posted that this was, that you were doing it. Um, and like when I saw it, I was like, my God, like, to be fair, like no one, I haven't ever seen a dancer or anyone kind of within the industry mm. be quite open and vocal about it. And I'd wonder, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'd love to chat to you about your thoughts behind that process. Yeah. Thoughts behind the process and going through the, and what, you know, is it a new idea or have you, had you been thinking about it for a while and all that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah. So I similarly, like I hadn't heard of a lot of people talking about it. Mm -hmm. So only until like in my thirties, I had a couple of friends who were like, Uh Like some of my older friends being like, "Merit, you should freeze your eggs because they're the younger you are, the better quality it is, Mm -hmm. and the higher one more eggs, higher quality, better probability of success later Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter how long it's frozen for; Mm -hmm. it just matters how the age of of you are when you when you freeze eggs. Yeah, yeah. And so I had. I know, but, it, but I also hadn't met anyone who had gone through it personally. And mm-hmm. so there were just a lot of things where I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Then it is also like their start, like insurance companies and companies are starting to provide it more and more as a benefit, mm-hmm. which I think is super important. And yep. I hope that by having these conversations, it becomes more common practice mm-hmm. because I think that, and oh, there's startups that are also, I think, providing solutions
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that it is much lower fee mm-hmm. or free. Because I think that if it's covered, mm-hmm. every woman should do it in the 20s. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, it's it's not like you feel a bit bleh for two mm-hmm. weeks, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you know, we've it's, all been sick for two weeks. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's you know, it's not so bad. And it's something in which it's just like, it's not a guarantee. It's just Mm. an insurance. It is just like knowing that you've given your best. Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, in my case, I guess, as I said, I'm 34 and I'm traveling around a lot. Like Mm. the robot stuff has been super fulfilling and it's just, kind of growing and growing it's still going
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you know I was I was a little bit surprised because it was just like an experiment for two weeks but yeah you know two years later three years yeah. later it's still going so mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like not ready to have a kid right now but uh-huh. then you know everyone's like oh I have to 35 like all this pressure blah blah, blah. Mm. so I went through egg freezing process and it's It's just like because I could see myself being super happy having kids when I'm 40. Mm -hmm. But I also know I have friends in their 40s who are having difficulty
0: with having conceiving.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's a it's an emotional roller coaster.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So like whatever one can do to minimize that, Mm -hmm. I think is great. So yeah, I just thought, why not? And then yeah, I posted it on stories and just said, like, if people have questions, and I've never gotten so many questions in my oh, life. Oh, really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just like a flood. And it was so mm-hmm. interesting. I did realize, I was like, oh, I don't think people have been open about this or like talked about it. Mm. So I then opened up a lot more about the whole process, mm. which is, you know, in my, st- I have a, I saved it as a highlight in a mm. story so that people can.
0: Yeah, go have a know, look.
1: Explore that if they want to. And yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when that kind of brought up because I have not really, I mean, I would say I'm, I'm really young and I'm not really thinking about having children right now at all. Mm-hmm. But it, I was like, oh, like a few people, like I was talking to a few people and like it. I think it's like crossing people's minds. Mm-hmm. Like even in uh, early 20s, I think people are thinking about it, but it's just not like leaving the brain in the sense like no one's really talking about it, but people are thinking it um mm-hmm. so it's interesting because yeah I'd like it opened up a few conversations and I was like oh, oh
1: I'm so glad and and um, what helped me was like a, a friend had like I got to talk to a friend who'd just done it literally mm-hmm. from the same clinic I had a oh, month wow. before mm-hmm. she told me about her experience and it it just helps me mm-hmm. as well like I was like because I can read about it all yeah. I want yeah. but I don't it's something different when I know someone who's done it mm-hmm. like someone I trust someone I know mm-hmm. someone who's experienced it rather than I don't know like or like people I feel like can say whatever yeah. they want online and mm-hmm. yeah uh, like I don't know their motivations or intentions yeah. or if they're paid to do it or say yeah. something mm-hmm. so it just I think the more we just talk about it the better and hopefully it becomes you know something that's it would be amazing if, like, every ballet company offered
0: yeah. it, right, during yeah. the holiday. And that's, like, the thing as well is, like, in a career where I think a lot of dancers will put their profession – I mean, it's I, yeah, it's in other um, areas of work too, but I think because ballet is so physical, um, it's a lot of people put that – will put – you know, their job before having mm-hmm. kids. a Nine months is a family. long time. It's a long time. And, you know, it's, you got to sit, you know, weighing out the pros and cons. I mean, and then it's a completely separate thing is like how many dancers are actually in a position to have kids, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like fertility. I mean, that's something I'm very interested about actually, but I don't like it. I feel like it's also a hard subject because it's, very, it's personal. Um but yeah, yeah it would be something that,
1: like navigating, not yeah, just nine months, but like also like when you're training, mm-hmm. training is twenty four seven. Like what, like yeah. yeah, it's just you gotta be prepared for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And then you gotta come and then coming back to it. Are you in a company that is supporting you coming back mm-hmm. from having mm-hmm. a baby? Like, not every company is is you know gonna have all the facilities that mean that you're going to be like back on stage stronger than before.
2: Mm-hmm. And some yeah, dances exactly. do
0: come that way, but it's like, it's that environment. Um, and, you know, then there's all things like lifelong contracts are you on year to year, like mm-hmm. what, are you you know, all that sort of stuff, which is interesting because the industry is so like, depending where you are in the world, it's going to be mm-hmm. different. Like all those like little bits and, um, yeah, it would be good to see more of that. Um, was it I mean, like I'm quite interested about like, well, you don't have to say how much it was, obviously, mm-hmm. but was it something was it quite an expensive um I guess procedure?
1: Yeah, I mean I'll talk about cost because it's also yeah. hard to okay. find um,
0: that information.
1: Find that information, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so go ahead. I was in Dubai mm-hmm. and I mean I don't know what it is around the world. I I'd re- researched and looked mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and people normally say like buffer, uh, 10 to 15,000
2: okay. U S dollars mm-hmm.
1: in Dubai. I think it's been like 8,000 okay. U S dollars. So it's a lot to do in your twenties, mm. especially if you're like, you don't know if you're going to have kids in your 20s, right? Like, yeah. or yeah. kids in your 30s or never have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's quite an expensive, it's quite a, a price to pay
2: mm-hmm.
1: in your 20s, which is why I really do hope that like companies, insurance companies will become the norm for every mm-hmm. woman to be able to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, I think that if male men had to have kids, like it would have oh, been yeah. part oh, it would of the contract. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah since forever so (laughs) it's just one of those kind of frustrating but Mm -hmm. so I that's why I do hope that that becomes the case Mm -hmm. and that's why you know a lot of the questions were like oh why do I if it's better in your 20s then why do I only hear about people in their 30s doing it Mm -hmm. and the reason is because the quality of the eggs start to drop off when you're 35 even more when you're definitely more when you're 40 Mm -hmm. and it it kind of exponentially goes down at that age mm-hmm. so it's not like a linear gradual decline yeah. and so for people like my like 34 mm-hmm. i'm like oh, next year i'm 35 <laughs> like it is for me it's worth that amount mm. to do yeah because you know it's a it's a big life decision yeah and you do see that there is a, a time there is a, you know, uh, a time factor to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, so a breakdown is, I think the process, the actual, cause it, they, you know, you go to under general anesthesia and they mm-hmm. do a procedure. And so I think that's three to four K the shots, the amount of shots you get is one to two K oh, okay. and the egg freezing for the okay. first year is 1500. And then it's 500 okay. after that each. Okay. Year. So Look, it might be way less in the UK.
0: Yeah, that's way what less. I was thinking. I was like, mm, I wonder what sort of, if like the NHS, is there's any yeah. sort of, there must be, I guess that would be something to look into. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, also because in general, everything's
0: mm.
1: medical or yeah, medical. Yeah. educational is, yeah, right? <laughs> We're in the UK it for is, like yeah. wonderful reasons because- mm-hmm. actually realize that things like that are valuable yeah but yeah yes yeah no
0: I mean it's great um I appreciate that you like talking about the transparency because yeah um trying to think of there's I think that's everything I've gone through all the questions um is there anything I mean before we finish and wrap up the episode first of all where can listeners find you if they want to know follow you on instagram or check out what you're doing yeah oh
1: i'm physics on point with an mm-hmm. e at the end mm-hmm. so that's uh on instagram and twitter mm-hmm. and physicsonpoint.com website mm-hmm. yeah perfect i'll leave oh, that I'm in looking, the link below oh yeah UK. it says it's five thousand five hundred pounds mm-hmm. here on just one site that i did oh, okay and i think it for some people, you can be eligible for NHS. That's pretty good. But it's good. probably for, you know, pretty. Yeah. Ideally, for everyone, at some yeah. point.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways, physics yeah. on point. That's where I'm at.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um. Before we finish, what are any last words for the listeners? Um. And yeah.
1: Yeah, for dancers, I would say, like, always be in a position, I think, of having the ability to create things on your own. Like, I think it's so wonderful that you're doing this podcast, right? Like, it's something that's yours that you can do. And I just remember, like, auditioning is really hard. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would always be kind of talking or collaborating with artists to, like, create something at a museum or finding different places because yeah, I just felt like then it's kind of in my control if I'm still performing or dancing Mm -hmm. and it just eases off, you know, if someone accepts you, it's great, but it eases off that pressure and stress and desperation. Mm -hmm. If you have your, if you're also like, yeah, but also if it doesn't work out, like I've got the school project that I'm working on, and mm-hmm. and then you never know where that goes. So, mm-hmm. I think always be in the position where you put yourself out there, and they're wonderful opportunities. But also knowing that you're in total, you know, you have the power to manifest it yourself, whatever you kind of want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's
0: really great advice um and I I wish that was brought more into like I guess like into the young dancers brains when they're in their early years of training because I'm yeah you see it a lot as being a thing and like going back to when you're injured I feel like it's times like that when we're not having those like other focuses or other passions, other ways of expressing yourself become apparent that it's like, okay, I've just put like all my eggs in ballet or whatever style of dance. Um, and it's hard to like separate yourself as a human being mm-hmm. and like your worth and all this sort of stuff to what you're doing. Because then when you're injured, mm-hmm. it's like, well, well, I can't do anything. I'm worthless. I shouldn't be here. All this like really awful thoughts um Mm -hmm. so yeah 100% agree with you uh yeah I think that's everything thank you so much Merit for joining I'm glad we got this episode yes I'm so glad this worked out um I hope everyone enjoyed the episode you can hear me same time next week and yeah that's everything thank you so much bye